have got to be kidding me. All right, come on. Come on, baby. Come on. I know you got it in you, baby. Come on. The boss has returned. Once again, coming at you at, well, for now, 2,500 watts of friendship and hopefully reaching all four corners of Equestria, touching everywhere from Sweet Apple Acres to the Crystal Empire. You are tuned in to Blog Talk Radio's returning My Little Pony show, Canterlot Radio. It is me, it's me, it's that good old MC of MLP, Mike Check, and it is Friday, November 4th, 2016. We've been gone for a while. I know, I know. We've missed you guys, and I am excited to be back once again doing what I love to do best, bringing you the very best in the Bernie fandom. So sit tight for two, count two hours of the best. You are listening to Canterlot Radio once again on Blog Talk Radio.
That's not a story you and I will share. Well, you've got opportunity in this very community. He's slim, he's slim. We're the world's famous and fun brothers. Traveling sales, ponies on Yeah. 
fan of puppeteers But I've been nagging fear No one else is pulling out the string Something terrible is going down Through the entire town Freaking anarchy and all it brings I can't sit sounds that was discord the living tombstone remix the flim flam brothers locomotion mix featuring the super talented rena chan aka kira buckland and helping twilight win the crown the delta brony remix once again coming at you well like i said at 2500 watts of friendship we're slowly rebuilding and hopefully hitting all four corners of equestria and maybe even crossing the dimensions to that dimension where they have fingers instead of hooves i don't know you are listening to Canterlot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It is me, it is me, your good old MC of MLP, Mike Check, and it's Friday, November 4th, 2016. And I am so happy to finally be back where I belong, behind this microphone, 
talking to you, the Brony fandom. And it has been, uh, it's kind of a of a cathartic feeling, you know. It has a lot like when you have a nightmare of something you're stressing over and you face it. Of course, you're in your underwear while you're doing it, but that's okay. You know, kind of a trade-off of doing it in a dreamland. But I digress. It has been a long time since I've been able to get behind this microphone and talk to you guys and see how you guys are holding up. I hopefully hope you're holding up. A lot of stuff has been going on. I'm still getting caught up myself. You know, I just found out about this character named Ember. I don't know what her story's about, but it's something crazy. See, I got a lot of catching up to do, but I think that I owe you guys at least a small explanation on where in the world I have been. Well, as many of you may or may not know, uh, last September, well, I guess it would be two Septembers ago, my uh, Aunt Joyce got diagnosed with a rare form of Parkinson's called Parkinson's PSI. And it's basically, again, Parkinson's bigger, better brother, which means she is losing motor skills. And her ability is to talk, to eat, to go to the bathroom, and we couldn't afford around-the-clock care. So sometimes you got to put things to the side to help out the ones that took care of you when you were a kid. So unfortunately, that's kind of how this all started. And of course, I don't blame her in the very least. She took care of me for uh, 20-something-odd years, and I love her to death, and I would do anything to take care of her. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, you know, Grandpa Check, who uh, you know wasn't doing so well to begin with, passed away last May, and you know that on top of taking care of Joyce just got me to the point I couldn't even get out of bed. Well, at least of my own free will, you know, because and of course Joyce getting worse and worse and worse required more and more care. So unfortunately the show had to start becoming a once every two weeks, then eventually once a month, then not at all. And uh, right now she's over in assisted living right now. We know she's, she's doing great. You know, she's doing great for someone with her condition. And, you know, we put her there. We, well, we didn't put her there. We had to let her go there last Thanksgiving. So hopefully, hopefully she is getting a little help. Um, and of course, uh, doing that kind of led your old friend Mike Check into a bit of a case of depression. You know, you know, work not being the very best for me. Uh, just found no reason to do the show anymore. So a lot of things kind of went to the wayside. But one day I was sitting there and I was just talking to some friends of mine, you know, I, I was seeing all the craziness that uh, Spike Fireman was going through, as well as my friends like Animated James and uh, Lachlan O'Neill and even my old senpai Dusty Cat, and they're, you know, and they're, you know, going, well, you, you know, my chick, you got to get back to doing the show, you know, people miss you, I was like, I'm like, yeah, I know, but I can barely find time for myself, so how can I find time for them? So I have dusted myself off. I am getting back in the saddle and giving you guys what you love the most. Two hours every Friday. Well, hopefully every Friday. You know, there are gonna be some kind of hiccups here and there. Holidays. We are entering the we are entering the holiday season, so you know, gotta make a little wiggle room, you know, some stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Uh but we're gonna bring you guys the very best 
by the Brony fandom, and for the Brony fandom. Now, you know, things have changed in the old Mike Chick lifestyle. You know, may not be able to go to as many cons as I used to, but hey, that's why you have reporters, and we have got some great ones in Sierra Skygazer and our newest videographer, Red Book. I am excited to have them on there. Plus, and I make this guarantee to you guys, you're going to see newer content on here. Some of the stuff that we did in the past was okay, but it wasn't of quality to you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to up the ante. We're going to bring some new stuff in, try some stuff out. If you like it, great. If you don't, you can let us know over at Twitter at Camelot Radio. We will be getting active on that once again. And you know what? Let's get active on there right now with the return of the Pony Pole. Now, I haven't seen a lot of season six. And forgive me, you know, work and, and this weird thing called Steven Universe. You know, have you guys seen it? Pretty crazy underground drug. I need to turn you on to it. Well, anyway, I have been hearing crazy things from my good friends like Serendipity Cosplay and Shelbini Cosplay, you know, and Blue. And they're all going, well, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag, Mike Check. And I go, well, I got to take your word for it. I haven't seen it. I've heard some crazy cuckoo stuff about the season finale. It was bonkers. It was weird. And eerily enough, Twilight didn't save the day. Can, can, can they can they do that? They, they can? And they did? Oh, man, it's a sign of the times. Well, anyway, this week's Pony Poll, we want to ask you guys, on a scale of one to five stars, five being the most acceptable, I, I guess maybe five being the most liked and one being the most hated, how would you rate My Little Pony Season 6 as a whole? Of course, you can head over to our website, carolotradio.com, and put your vote there. Also, tweet us your answer using the hashtag PonyPoll. And, of course, we'll also uh, – of course, you actually can now go on Twitter and, you know, vote in our poll. So, Oshkosh Bagosh. Man, I've missed a whole lot. Well, anyway, folks, you know, I, I want to get some more music out here. Let's see what we got queued up for you kids. You know, I just my, – my – catalog is a little out of date, you know, when you when you kind of fall out of the phantom for about a year and a half, you know, kind of hard to, you know, get get the newest hits. I got to break out the old eight tracks for this one. One of my personal favorites, Basic with Proud to be a Brony here on Canterlot Radio. Pie and the way she kind of acts up. They like me sometimes. 
Here we go. Raise the barn, raise the barn. One, two, three, four. Together we can 
Guys, uh, take five. Hey, uh, Mr. Odyssey? Yeah? When do we get paid? Shut up, Ralph. We should all stop. Speaks in 
monotone, with no hint of excitement, working on her rock turret, of course, in rock science. Stoic, inexpressive, yet don't be dismissive. She just might surprise if you were more permissive. She's like camouflage, but way more intense. She is as she does. The Shakeups in Ponyville with Shades of Mod from their Pony Power Pop album. Another great hit that you'll only hear on Canterlot Radio. Before that was, of course, Eurobeat Brony with Raises Bar in the Hodel mix that makes you want to go, Yahoo! And of course, before that was Proud to Be a Brony because I am so proud to be a Brony. And you know what? Lachlan O'Neill, I know you're proud to be a Brony, though you won't really admit it. And you are listening to Canterlot Radio, returning once again to its home on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's that good old MC of MLP, Mike Check. It is November 4th, 2016, and I am so excited to be back once again to tell you guys that I'm back again. You know, it's, it's, it's like that uh, Frank Sinatra song, you know, Mike the Checker, he's back in town. Look at old Mikey is back. And once again, the outdated references are a-flowing. Well, anyway, it is time for us to look into the crazy world of pony news and information with a one and only the triumphant return of the News Stable. Bringing you the latest news in the My Little Pony community, it's the News Stable. And now, here's Mike Check. This is the news table for Friday, November 4th, 2016, and as always, it's me, it's me, it's that MC of MLP, Mike Check, bringing you the latest news in the My Little Pony fandom. And, uh, well, you know what, guys? I got some uh, unfortunate news. I don't have any My Little Pony news. And what, what do you expect? It's our first show back. We've kind of been busy with life. So, yeah, might be a short installment, but uh, we'll include some uh, non-pony-related news for this installment of the News Stable. Now, don't fret, kids, because we're going to have news for the ponies next week. Anywho, let us get right down to, I think, one of the biggest uh, biggest stories of the year, importantly. It is groundbreaking and they're still celebrating. This happened Wednesday night, and they're still celebrating. The curse is over your 2016 World Series champions, Doc Cobbs. That's right. They've broken a 100-year drought spell because they are now the world champions. It had been, I think, 114 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My mistake. 108 years 
since their last world championship reign. That was 1908. So 100 years, but well worth it. A very, very close game. Went all the way to seven games, ten innings, and of course there has to be rain. It, it was like the odyssey of baseball. You know, you had your heroic battles. You had the elements trying to dissurge these guys. But, you know, the Cubs, they did a great job. But we've got to give a little love to the Cleveland Indians. You know, guys, you were there because you were one of the best teams in the world of baseball. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, Reds have been there, done that, wear the ring, got it. But, uh... You know, this is a really monumental happening because the Cubs have been the punchline of nearly every baseball joke you can make. So who's laughing now, guys? Who's laughing now? So again, congrats to the Cubbies winning their first World Series championship in over 100 years. You know, in fact, I bet you Granny Smith remembers the first time the Cubs won the World Series because because she's old. Ah, uh, uh, don't don't tell Tabitha I made this joke, please. Well, anyway, a little bit of a sad sad story to report. It has been announced that this Friday the final Nintendo Wii U will be produced on the production line at Nintendo in Japan. Uh, the console, which many considered, you know, controversial or not up to snuff with current-gen consoles like the PS4 and the Xbox One, you know, kind of had a come-from-behind story, kind of like the Cubbies. Now, of course, many saw it in the beginning as, you know, nothing that could compete with the big-name consoles that Sony and Microsoft were producing. However, they would take the goal and go with it by producing great games like the next installment in the Super Smash Brothers series, Mario Kart 8, which introduced gravity-defying tracks for the first time ever, and of course, the cult classic Splatoon. And you cannot deny that games like that have made the Wii U one of the most popular consoles in gaming history. Now, of course, we all heard a few weeks ago about the new console Nintendo will be releasing next year, the Nintendo Switch. Now, what does it do? What sorcery was made with it? I don't know. Go ask Doctor Strange. He's in theaters today. I think he had something to do with the Nintendo Switch, because have you seen that trailer? No console, no console could do that. So I think, you know, some kind of interdimensional spooker-wooker magic has been going in to making that thing what it is. So, will the Nintendo Switch be a magical tool of Satan? Only time will tell. I'm pre-ordering one. And speaking of Nintendo and taking over the world evilly, Pokemon Go. Now, Pokemon Go, since its release in July, has had a rocky start. Of course, with the servers crashing more times than me behind the wheel when I was 17 years old trying to learn how to drive. Very terrible experience. Uh, you've gotten, you know, viruses, uh, people going in and shutting network down from computers. You know, that's kind of scary. Uh, of course, the shortage of the Pokemon Go Plus 
has also been very crippling in the progression of success of this game. But uh, you guys are going to hate me because I got one. (laughs) But uh, regardless, it's been getting a little attention as well. After completing a successful Halloween event that featured double candy for trading to the professor, catching, hatching, and evolving, it's also made four times the candy rate for buddies, and is now getting ready for another update, which will honor those who log in every single day. So to you, the trainer that plays every gosh darn day and tries to get that Magikarp to 400 candies, because that really is cruel and unusual. 400? You only need 100 to get a Dragonite. So, so seriously, Niantic, why? But anyway, I am really excited. I have been feverishly playing Pokemon Go since it came out, and I cannot wait to see what will happen. I'm really hoping we get a Christmas event. And more importantly, we get some legendary birds. Come on. We've waited long enough. we put up with all the ups and downs that Niantic has thrown at us. Come on. Seriously. Give us the Boyds. I think that went pretty well for our first new stapleback. So we, t- we learned about the Cubbies, finally breaking that 100-year streak of losing. We talked about the Wii U shipping off for the final time, and Pokemon Go, because this show is Pokemon going out of control. Well, that's going to do it for this installment of The News Stable. This has been The News Stable. Tune in next week for the latest news in the My Little Pony community. Back to you, Mike Chuck. And I know what some of you are thinking. Didn't you have like an eagle bird thing to bring you the news? Eh, well, we're still negotiating News Falcon's contract. So sue us. He's got a union too. Everyone's got a union today. Well, anyway, we're going to be playing another great block of music. And when we come back, we're going to pull from the vault because we have honestly nothing ready for this one. One of our classic interviews from long, long ago. Well, not too long ago, but it's one of my personal favorites. Well, anyway, we have got what have we got for you kids. Uh, let's take a look here. Let's. Uh, oh boy, so many all these old tracks. They're great, but they're awesome. They're old, but they're awesome. Let's do a little bit of uh, phony brony with Rainbow Licious here on Canterlot Radio. Smile. What? Smile. Are you kidding me? I'm the hard.
Hello. You are listening to Canterlot Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. And as always, it's me, it's me, it's that good old MC of MLP, Mike Check, coming at you here on Friday, November 4th, 2016. Well, folks, we have been going through the old Canterlot Radio archives to bring you guys something super special. Now, for those of you who have never heard us before, one of the things that we like to do is something called the Brony Spotlight. And what that means is that we like to feature uh, individuals who are just, you know, who's above the rest when it comes to charitable work, whether they give their time, whether they, they have some kind of influence in the fandom, of course, be it with their artwork, with their storytelling, with their music, or just with their skill. And it makes the fandom a little better because of it. Well, we went through all of our Brony Spotlights. And one guy that I have known for a very long time, you know, a good friend of mine that I, I still hope are good friends. It's been an awful long time since we've talked, but one of the guys that I think doesn't really get a lot of the spotlight is, of course, the very talented Animated James. Now, I've heard some things that, you know, he's done some stuff that hasn't made him very popular in the fandom as of late, but... One of my first run-ins with James was at TrotCon in 2014, and we sat down, you know, it was a Friday night, you know, we had nowhere to go, nothing to do, we just ordered a pizza, sat down there, just talked about what we wanted to do with our lives, he wants to work for a great animation studio, and I think with what he has right now and what he's given to the fandom, he could go really far. Of course, a couple of years later, he does all these cool uh are animated covers for some of the popular songs in the fandom, like uh, Michelle Krieber and Black Griffin's cover of Beat It. He even wrote his own one called Winter's Effed Up. And if you look really closely, uh, one of the ponies that gets clocked with a book, you know, might be yours truly. Well, anyway, James has always been an inspiration to me to follow my dream, no matter how rough the road is. And it's only fair that in our first show, we bring back our hilarious interview all the way back from 2015. Ladies and gentlemen, Phillies and General Colts, we introduce the Bernie Spotlight with a very talented animated James. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Brony Spotlight here on Canterlot Radio. This is the part of the show where we feature one of the incredible fans of the My Little Pony community doing something incredibly awesome. And folks, you are in for a real treat this week because I got someone who I think is just a cat's pajamas. If cats wore pajamas. Now, while I was at TrotCon in June, I got to meet this individual and, you know, we became quick friends. We were, we stayed up one night just eating pizza, talking about, you know, what we wanted to do with our lives he has a very avid passion for animation, and with over 54 million views on YouTube, I can truly see why. Uh, you may know him best from his uh, works, including the Sonic vs. MLP series, and most notably, his Pony Music video cover for Michelle Krieber and Black Griffin's cover to Beat It. Please welcome the one, the only, Animated James. James, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic, and you know... 
I mean, every and word. Appar- and apparently you're also caught in a time where, where you're in the 1950s and people still say things like the cat's pajamas. That's right. Cat's pajamas. <laughs> everything's Jake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet soldering Sputnik. <laughs> I wish I could improv like you. No. Oh, um, it's just come from watching a lot of TV and having your dad pretty much brainwash you with 50s, 60s, 70s programming. Well, it's better than having your parents brainwash you with not being creative and having to do that yourself. Oh, oh, hey, let's talk about creativity. You do some of the craziest things in your videos. I mean, and again, with over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, you must be doing something right. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the interview. Well, one thing we like to ask our guests is how they got interested in My Little Pony. Okay, well, um, really nothing special in that regard on my end. I, I became a brony the same way everybody else, most people did. Um, I was on some website where I saw this meme that involved ponies, and I thought it was hilarious, so I looked up more. And eventually I thought, well, these memes are great, but... What what what's with what's with these ponies? Like, why are there so many hilarious memes with ponies? So I looked up the show, and eventually I just got hooked on it. Like, I, I imagine it was the same for everybody. Like, you watched one episode, and it was like you can't just watch watch one. It's it's like heroin. It's addicting, really. Yeah, I. I agree. I agree. It, it was like heroin, you know. And then you're—that's why everyone is now going. Uh, come on, come on, Hasbro. I, I'll get you, Spider-Man. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait until spring 2015. I need my fix now. Well, well spring 2015 asterisk. Oh. Let's. Okay. I, let's just phase it. You know, they could push it back to the year 2459. We'd still be waiting. We would still avidly wait. We'd be. Well, 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 I think that I think that's just you. <laughs> I would not be waiting oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you would say, uh, yeah, forget it. Yeah, go check actually, out. Actually, actually, I'd say nothing because I'd be dead by then. Yeah. Well, you, you, so you go from your grave now. Yeah, forget it. I'm I'm sitting here in the ground, six feet under. I'm I'm gonna draw another Sonic. Yeah. What was that year? Twenty four fifty nine. You know, 24, I have no idea. You know. Yeah, it was twenty four fifty. Yeah, in the year twenty four fifty nine, when I'm buried, I'll I'll rise from the dead for just like a minute or rather 30 seconds, just to say, yeah, it wasn't worth the wait, and then I'll go back to being dead. Yeah. Well, well to each his own. <laughs> so who is your favorite pony? Uh, that would be Rainbow Dash. Uh, I don't know why. I just seem to relate to the problems that she has uh, in the episodes that sur- uh, involve her. Uh, like uh, Testing 1, 2, 3 was one of my favorite episodes of Season 4, mainly because I related to her not being able to memorize uh, hist- the history of the Wonderbolts. I'm, I myself am not had a hard time uh, memorizing the history of, well, America in social studies in high school, and as a result, I had a hard time passing that class. And, I mean, I didn't have, you know great friends like Rainbow Dash has that helped her, you know, uh, do better in school. I especially didn't have a friend like Pinkie Pie who made a rap out of, like, social studies random facts. Unlucky me, but yeah, I, I just relate to Rainbow Dash the most in in the show. Even though I'm, mo- even though in, in terms of um, character personality, I'm more like Applejack. Um, but maybe I don't like her as much I still like her, 
even though she's like the punching bag of the entire fandom. But it, I, I still like her, but I see more of myself in Applejack, and so I don't like her as much as someone like Rainbow Dash, who I want to be more like. Ah, so you too want to have a problem with being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think they make a cream for that, you know, Osimadrin, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, be careful, though, you know, it, it makes you want everything 20% cooler in 10 seconds. Oh, that, yeah. That's a, that's a downside, but hey, you know, it's like like Super Chicken said, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it. It, it gives you a crazy craving for uh, everything awesome and radical and other 90s phrases. Yeah, I'm waiting. What, 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 what's next? Totally? Uh, you know, <laughs> cowabunga. Tubular. Yeah. It's pizza time. <laughs> we got Donatello. What, wait, 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 which one, which one of the Ninja Turtles was the cool guy who wore, wore the orange mask? I, I don't remember. That's Michelangelo. He's a party. Michelangelo. I said Donatello for some reason. I no, no, just no, no, no. It, it goes like this. It goes, Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines, Raphael is cool but rude, Michelangelo is a party dude. Okay. Yeah, again. Again, too too much you, you know, brainwashing. Well, you can tell I was born in the mid-90s and was raised on early 2000s TV back when the Ninja Turtles weren't as uh, relevant as they are today or back in the 80s. In, in their defense, and I don't know how we've lost track of the interview, but you know, the 2003 Ninja Turtles was pretty well done, and the 2012 is good as well. There are just some things in there I would have changed, but that's for – we'll do, a, do like a discussion on, on 90 stuff at another yeah. interview. But let's, let's talk about uh, what got you interested in animation. Um, well, originally, like from the very start, uh, I originally wanted to be someone who was known as the funny guy uh, in my social circles, but I ended up being the obnoxious guy. Uh, very quickly like I tried too hard to be funny and as a result I ended up not being funny at all and so as a result I became the quiet person that everybody said oh that guy's weird and quiet and introverted and so uh, I started watching cartoons and I thought oh these are funny I'll just do what these cartoons do but I'm like how would I do that and so Apparently, I told my dad about this, and he just one day got me Adobe Flash and said, hey, these help you make cartoons, and then he just walked away. He didn't tell me anything about the program. He didn't give, even link me to a tutorial. He just gave me the program and said, have fun. He didn't even say have fun. He just said, ugh, and then walked out <laughs> the room, but um, yeah, he um. He got me, a, my dad got me Adobe Flash, and eventually I got the hang of it and became as good as I am now, if you can honestly call what I do good. But I, uh, I, uh, keeping in with my idea that I wanted to be funny, basically I took my sense of humor and put, started putting it into my animations. So if I can't be funny in real life, I'll just be funny, uh, in my animations. So, uh, it all came from a desire to be funny and uh, using animation as a means of being funny. Basically, animations is a means to an end. Like if I had like trillions of dollars and a huge production company with actual actors, I would say screw animation. I'm just going to use real people and CGI and you know do everything Michael Bay does. But I would you know animation. I, I've come to admire animation a lot more because, you know, there there really is no limits 
to what you can do. Well, I mean, I've just I'm going through your YouTube channel right now at youtube.com forward slash animated James. Cheap plug. But uh, mm-hmm. that's what we do on this show, cheap plugs. And yeah. I'm going through here, and I'm looking at all the cool things that, that you've done. And aside from the pony stuff, uh, we're talking, you know, we're talking about your your Sonic versus MLP video series. Uh, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at, and there's this one video that you did called Tails Reacts to What Does the Fox Say? And forgive me for saying this, when I saw that, I actually thought it was an Ukino Joe video for a minute. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I, again, I didn't know much about your work until I, I, I did some research after we met at TrotCon. And I you, see, I'm sorry, okay. the, guy's, the guy does like a thousand Sonic videos a month, and it's always, it's always that, that one guy who has the Sonic body but the human face, and the, and, and the, and the one Tails that goes, how embarrassing. Well, you know, the Tails I had very prominently had a Tails body and a Tails face and a Tails head and a Tails everything. So, and and plus, you could look underneath the video and see made by animated James. I'm too busy focused on laughing <laughs> to notice who made it. Well, I'm, then I must be doing something right. Yes, yes, you are doing something <laughs> right. <laughs> Was this made by Smosh? This is hilarious. No, Smosh. I mean, I, I'm looking at your about description. And, I mean, you're popping up with Hot Diggity Demon, Smosh, uh, the Sonic Paradox, and for some reason, PewDiePie. Which, you oh. know, no, okay, no. then I must be doing something wrong. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'd rather take one of uh, your your unfunniest videos compared to one of his funniest videos. Right. I'm just, you know, you know, you know, Smosh. And this is no disrespect to Smosh. You've already made it. Please stop trying. Please, you're just you're beating the dead horse now. Yeah, because you know Smosh is listening to this. Oh, oh yeah, oh, he's too busy. You know, he's too busy throwing another hundred dollar bill on the fire. Yeah, you get fan mail from them every week. Yeah, well, let's talk about your uh, your your My Little Pony stuff. And of course, uh, one of your first ones was, of course, you know the uh, Sonic versus MLP series. So, so what got this idea started? Uh, basically. After watching several episodes of My Little Pony, I realized that, hey, these characters share a lot of similarities to Sonic characters. And since I was a Sonic fan way before I was a brony, like when I when I started when I was like seven years old, uh, so I knew a lot about Sonic and I could automatically like make, make out the similarities like, you know, Rainbow Dash and Sonic, they're, they're both blue and they both go fast and they're both cool and they're both sarcastic. Um, uh, Pinkie Pie and Amy, they're both pink and they're both annoying. Uh, Tails and Twilight, they're both smart and that's about it. Oh, <laughs> why you gotta be hard on Tails? He's awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, they can both fly. I mean, as of recent, a Twilight can fly. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, Applejack and Twilight, they're both strong. And um, Fluttershy and Cream are both... Adorable? Oh, yeah, totally. I was going to say they're both there, but you're, you're obviously more, like... <laughs> uh, you, you like more adorable stuff than I do, oh. even though I do very much like adorable stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, there there's a lot of similarities between the characters and I just noticed these similarities and I looked up to see if anybody else like pointed these out and did something with them and I was like really no no one like made even made it like an anim- a 3 second animation of 
Anna, of Sonic and Rainbow Dash just walking into a room together and saying, hey, we're similar, and then walking back out of the room, it's like, you know, someone do something, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to be the one to do this. So, yeah, I just had to make a race between Sonic and Rainbow Dash. And that spawned the rest of the series because, you know, I I like views. I I wouldn't know the feeling about views. Oh, come on. Oh, no, I'm dead serious. No, Uh, well, anyway, uh, so I assume that somewhere down the line we're going to get a, we're going to get a, my Little Pony character versus Eggman. Now the question is, yes. who who would that be? I would suggest Lord. Uh, I would suggest either uh, Tyric or Sombra. Or I, I would do Sombra because both of them look really tough at the beginning, but then we realize, man, they're just jokes. Well, it, it's a it's going to be a character that's appeared way more than Sombra, which is not saying much, but you know, because you know, freaking. Uh, Lyra's appeared more than Sombra and has had more lines of dialogue than Sombra. But... <laughs> oh, someone call the police. Shots have just been fired. Pew, 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 pew. You'll never take me alive, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a character that's a lot more uh, a lot more liked and a lot more prominent uh, than uh, T-Rex and Sombra. He, in fact, it's a character that's still uh, alive and actually plays a major part in the show nowadays. And I'm just gonna take a guess. It's Discord, isn't it? You know what? I'm not saying anything. Oh, so that means, uh, yeah. Okay, I get you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Eyebrow, eyebrow. I get. Not you. saying a word. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. You don't gotta say anything. Yeah. Makes you... In fact, just assume it's not Discord. Okay, I will assume it's not Discord. It's not Discord! <laughs> well, anyway, right. okay, so aside from the Amy versus... Or the, the, from the, uh, okay, aside from the Sonic versus MLP, you've also done, and I think this is your most popular piece. Well, at, at least I think so. And that is, of course, your cover PMV for uh, Beat It, which was performed by Michelle Krieber and Black Griffin. And you premiered this at TrotCon, and I just got to say, James, that thing was freaking awesome. So tell us a little bit about what went into making the Beat It PMV. Well, okay, okay I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I uh, watched the – or not not watched, listened to the uh, Beat It cover that Michelle Krieber and uh, Black Griffin made on YouTube – and I scrolled down to the comments section, and two of the most liked comments in the comments section were, I'd like to see this animated, and thumbs up if you want to see this animated. And I was like, thumbs up. And so I just thought, okay, this would be, hey, I want to see this animated too, and no one else is going to do it, so I'll do it, since everybody else wants to, and I want to as well. And, you know, let's let's see what I can do with this, because it's, it's, it was sort of a, a new challenge for me, I guess, because I've never, a, I've never done a, um, a PMV of a cover, and I've I've also never done a music video that involved as much dancing, let alone dancing ponies, as is in the Beat It PMV. So I messaged Black Griffin, uh, asking him if it would be okay if I could make a uh, PMV of his beaded cover, and uh, you know he, you know, very politely and very honestly said, "Oh my God, yes, 
And so I was like, I'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I he he obviously said yes, and so I went along with making it. I I honestly, now that I think about it, I didn't really have to get his permission, but I just wanted to be polite. I mean, for all I know, he could have been a douche and said no, but he he was totally not, and he was really he was more excited about the PMV than I was, and I was like, okay, I better not screw this up, <laughs> or because he's in the army, he can track me down, and if if it sucks, I'm I'm dead. Yeah, but, he'll, he'll use those uh, he'll use those uh, droids. Oh, yeah. yeah, he'll um, freaking no, fly but, but of course right he will paint them. Of course he'll paint them up, though, as My Little Pony carriers. I mean, oh, yeah, at so least that a little flair. It won't be as them. painful when it hits me in the face and cuts my head off. Missiles look like cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Cupcakes with lasers. Or, anyway. or, the, rain, or the little missiles will do sonic rainbows. We're, we're, <laughs> just, we're saying hypothetically. Yeah. I hope the army's not listening to this. But, Heck, I but, hope uh, Hasbro ain't listening to this. Man, they're getting <laughs> all these ideas and they're ripping me off. No, hey, no pay, no play. Ah, ripping us off. But uh, so where was I? I, you know, contacted Black Griffin. He said yes. So I started making it. Um, I started back in September 2013, but I realized, hey, I got other stuff I want to do first, like you know, a certain animated 20-minute pilot. So I decided, you know, I'll finish that, and then I'll start working on Beat It PMV immediately after. So when I finished it, uh, it was approaching Michael Jackson's death day, which is, uh, I believe, June 25th. Uh, Yeah, that's what my intuition is telling me. It was June 25th. And so I was like, it would be great if I could upload it on Michael Jackson's death day. I mean, no one's going to care. I mean, they just want – people just want to see it, but – it would be, it would satisfy my need to be perfect in every single possible way. So I was like, okay, but I'm not going to have enough time to finish it on my own. So all those names that you see pop up for like a second at the end of the video, those are all the people that helped me with very, very small parts of the video. I was like, and they're not animators. They're all just like still frame artists. So they drew like very very individual frames and i just put them in flash and ha- and animated them and you know i owe each and every one of those people a huge thank you and a huge shout out i'm i if i could mention their names i would but i don't want want this video to this interview to go uh, over its limit you know what, but, just, just do it just do it i just do it this is my show i can do whatever i want if you if i want if i want you to, to thank them all go right ahead Okay, I will, I will thank them all. Or at least I would if I remembered their names. <laughs> um, let, me, let me see if I can... It, it's really not worth it. You can go to the, the, the end, end credits and just look at their names. Basically, okay, you guys know who you are. A shout-out to, to you and each and every one of you who helped me work on it. I know one of them is Aleximus Prime, uh, and I know another one is freaking Archaic... Ar- Arlick... Brony, see, this is this is why I, I need a, a script. But uh, yeah, a, a, every single person who helped me work on that, I owe you a huge thank you, and I'm forever in your debt. Um, but yeah, they helped me work on it. They helped me finish it way before uh, it was meant to be done. And as such, I was able to premiere it at TrotCon. And um, then Black Griffin and Michelle Krieber saw it, and they were like, yeah, this is okay. And then they, you know, shared it, and they, it got 
you know, as many, however many views as it has. And two and I, a half million, 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 million. Yeah, like two and a half views, and it was like no, incredible. No, two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half. If you add, like, if you add like seven other numbers on the back of it. <laughs> but yeah, it had like two and a half. It has like two and a half million views now, and it, you know, it, it's. I, I'm very proud of it. I'm. I, I, I'm especially impressed with my ability to, to like, because like I said, I had never animated dancing quite in the way that I did in in PMV, and I'm very impressed. I don't mean to chew my own horn, but I'm impressed with my ability to do that, even though I'm pretty sure Ego Raptor and freaking Kanashi Panda could do it ten times better than I did. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing you gotta remember is you did it. And it's been loved by all the bronies out there. And what's really cool about Beat It, James, is that you included so many bronies in it. I mean, we're talking Dusty Cat, Emily Jones, Rena Chan, Pixel oh, Kitties, yeah. Yeah, not my check. Was- <laughs> I think I'm, okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, I know, make, I'm if, joking. I'm <laughs> telling you that's a joke. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you but, make a thing in there at the end where you go, you know, if you're you didn't see certain one in there, it's because either I don't really know them or they no one really cares about them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume okay. the latter that no, no, no one no, really no, cares no. about me. Uh, uh, come on, go, okay. <laughs> look, at the at the time, I had never heard of you. That's okay. <laughs> like when I now that has ninety percent of this fandom. <laughs> well, well, um, it it seemed appropriate to add, you know, very famous bronies that were very well known in the fandom to this um, uh, PMV that is a PMV of a cover that was made by a brony and someone who actually works on the show. So it makes sense to one of the hardest parts was pairing up like which brony goes with which canon character like rena chan goes with twilight because she voices twilight a lot in fan projects um freaking uh saber spark goes with rainbow dash because i don't know and uh freaking uh ac race bass goes with cheese sandwich because they're both goofy and silly i guess and Flufflepuff goes with Pinkie Pie because they're both pink, and that's literally the only comparison I made of the two. So, but, so, so does that mean that the, the, the best pairing of that group would be Black Griffin's leg and Dusty Cat's apples? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dusty. I'm so sorry, but that you was really, one of the best part. Now you're now you're gonna now we're gonna see like uh, shipping pictures of Black Griffin's leg and Dusty Cat's. Apples. Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> Never have any regrets. I I I don't have any regrets anymore, especially after that statement. But yeah, um, yeah, that was a that whole project was a challenge for me, and it was it got kind of stressful at times. But I got over it, and I was able to finish it. And now I don't have any any more stress over it. Now I'm stressing over a bunch of other projects. Well, let's talk about one of those projects right now, and I know that it's not exactly, you know, an NSFW series, but it's something that you take a lot of pride in. Tell us a little bit about C-Students. C-Students is um, really the thing that I want to be remembered for, and I'm probably going to regret saying this like 20 years later when when I've made way better things, but... You know, right now I'm making C students as my like big pet project that I want anyone who has any shred of respect for me 
to watch and hopefully enjoy. Um, want me to tell you a bit about it? Sure, go right ahead. All right. Well, basically, C Students is the story of – it centers around three uh, high school students in their last year of high school, August, Penny, and Kevin. Um, August is this cynical, sarcastic uh, sort of stick in the mud who's always, like, down in the dumps and doesn't really have much – um, optimism about anything in life, and and he's friends with uh, he's longtime friends uh, with uh, Kevin, who is basically his exact opposite in any way. He's enthusiastic, he's uh, optimistic, he's uh, social, he's um, he's just all around very. I would say he's um, the Pinkie Pie of the group, but I don't think Pinkie Pie is as selfish as Kevin is, because Kevin is very, like, self-obsessed, and he's always, like, trying to, like, find a way to make himself, uh, get himself on top. And in the pilot, the pilot shows how they be eventually become friends with a girl named Penny, who is, she's just this person that doesn't want any conflict whatsoever and she just really wants to get along with everybody she comes in contact with while retaining who she really is inside and and after years of not being able to do that she eventually meets august and kevin who allow her to do that in a way that she never really got to do before and the rest of the series is basically going to be about It's all going to take place during the span of one year. That's their senior year. And over that year, they're going to, you know, learn a bunch of life lessons, make a bunch of friends, um, and basically just try to uh, survive high school and, you know, make that transition from kid to adult, basically. That's that's what the series is about. I got to say, James, that sounds pretty, you know, relatable. It's it sounds great because everyone in high school had to go through that 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 phase of finding who they are. And I think that you have a lot to tap into with this series. I mean, there's so much you can cover. You know, uh the prom, you can cover gra- uh, graduation jitters, uh you know, big exams and uh and, just, and, and even bullying. If you did a bullying episode, I that would really resonate with a lot of people because who wasn't bullied as a kid in high school? I know. Oh yeah. Was. But, yeah, uh, anyone anyone who has any vision whatsoever was a bully in high school, and anyone who's working at McDonald's was a bully. <laughs> yes, well, it seems like you have a lot to. Um, I assume that some of this you 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 can you know relate to some of your life lessons going through high school. So yeah. I so I you have a certainly have a lot to uh, to cover in C students. So and and the pilot is now available on your YouTube channel. It's gotten about half a million views, and uh, I know a lot of the people who love your Sonic vs. MLP stuff and all your other pony stuff will be really excited to see the next episode of C Students. Oh yeah, I I, I would hope so. Um, I I know I I'm fully aware that most people just subscribe to me for the Sonic stuff and the MLP stuff. Um, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I wouldn't make Sonic and MLP stuff if I didn't enjoy doing it. But at the same time, I hope that they're uh, at least somewhat interested in <laughs> the original stuff that I have that isn't like satirizing Sonic or MLP or anything else. And, you know, trying to tell 
something a bit more uh, pers- a bit a bit more personal, a bit more relatable, and a bit more. I want to say realistic, even though in the pilot people are getting crushed by pianos, but still, it's it's something different. I hope it's something different, and I just want, I just I I just hope people like look back on it and they learn a bit about themselves, they learn a bit about other people, and they. I shouldn't have ended with this because this is going to make me sound so selfish, but and learn a bit about me. What's wrong with that? You, you know, Henry Winkler, who many know as the Fonz, wrote a uh, a book about a kid named Hank Zipser who uh, struggles with dyslexia, and he went through that growing up, and he still goes through with it today. So, you know, that it's not selfish that you want to share some of your experiences through your uh, show. That's actually uh, pretty normal. So, I don't. I, ha- why... I have to. I have to make sure that I'm as non selfish as I can possibly be because. When you're an entertainer, your focus is entertaining the audience, not so much yourself. I mean, you're making it – you can make it for yourself, but if you're broadcasting it to other people, you have to put in things that have broad appeal. So I can't, like, be all, oh, this is my life story. This is my thing. This is all about me. I have to make it relatable to as many people as I possibly can, which is – which is why I really enjoy meeting as many people as I want. E- even though I tend to not say much when I meet people, I really admire the times when I do get to interact with other people. Um, not just because like it's it's healthy to socialize, but at the same time, I'm learning more about uh, you know the human race, and I'm learning more about the world, which I can use in my series and in my animations and in my writing. Oh, well, you know, I mean, with all the people that you've met so far, and you're just starting with this, I, I see very, very great things that are going to come out of this series, James, and I'm just a, I'm just a wacky, nutty guy myself, so uh, hopefully you'll be able to find a lot of inspiration from the people that you meet at various conventions and, and such, and maybe use some of that into put in your series, which people can once again go see at youtube.com forward slash animated James. Yeah. Now, 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 whenever uh, someone meets me, they're going to they're going to know, like, if if they're like telling me something or having a conversation with me, they'll know I'm not really listening. I'm just writing down material in my head for my next cartoon. Yeah, well, you get some of them celebrity voice actors in there, you know, some of them, some of them big names in there. Oh, yeah. Like Miley Cyrus. No, no, well, no. I mean, I mean, like the, the like, like the abridged people. You know, if you get some of them oh, I, in there, you know. Oh, I would love to do that. I mean, you know, I have, I have, I know a guy who knows, or rather, I know a girl who knows those guys who know a bunch of other people who uh, that are more famous, and it just keeps going on and on like and that. I, so I, I, have, I know this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy who, who knew this guy's guy, cousin. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, who doesn't know a couple of the abridgers? I mean, I know a couple of the abridgers. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know a couple of voice actors. Who am I kidding? Well, I, yeah. Well, when you want to do voice acting yourself, you know, when the radio thing isn't helping you out there, so it's I, I don't I, I don't know if uh, this again, you know, you I'm sure you can find plenty of, of very talented up and coming voice actors in the YouTube community that would be that'd be love to be a part of this awesome show. Oh, I, 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 def, I already have, and 
I, honestly, the, the already the people I have, they're in, extremely talented, and I couldn't ask for better for better for a better cast and better voice actors and better friends. Well, that's 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 the way to go in life, James. And I and you've certainly found your niche with animation. I'm I couldn't be happier for you, man. Thanks a lot. So uh, anyway, uh, tell us, um, are there any cool projects coming up that maybe you can give us a little hint about? Maybe another awesome little uh, pony music video that you might have told me a little bit about that uh, you know I don't know if you can really say anything about or not. But I can I can say something about it. I, not not as much as you probably want me to. Basically, it's a winter wrap up parody that I plan on on uploading sometime in in December. Um, I'm not revealing the title, but I am re- no, revealing that it's a winter wrap-up parody. So, you know, if you like winter wrap-up, then you're going to like my parody way less. Are, are, are more brodies going to be physically harmed in this video? Uh, killed, oh. yes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's all in good fun. Oh. You know, uh, just uh, playful fun. Uh. Playful, violent fun. <laughs> James, I'm kind of scared now to see what you have planned for my check. I'm kind of scared. You, you shouldn't be scared. You you get you get it like you, you, what I do to you is tame compared to what I do to some some other people. <laughs> no, I really can't wait to see this. I make my honestly neither too. honestly neither can I. I can't wait to uh, to finish it. I can't. I'm, great. I'm gonna make my PMV debut, and it's gonna be in the most screwed up way. But it's animated, James, so you gotta <laughs> be okay with it. It won't be that oh, bad. Well, I well I cannot wait to see it, and I I know that everyone listening right now will will be on will be with bells on their toes as they wait for this awesome video coming out, hopefully next month. Uh, but um, but James, again, thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me. I, it's truly been a, quite the experience. And, you know, always talking to you, it's always, you know, uh, such a such a pick-me-up. And uh, to see one of the of the next generations of, of big animators and, uh, you know, voice acting and, and everything, you know, getting his start, it, it just it shows that, you know, that there has to be something good coming out of this Brony fandom. It's going to be the black Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> no, 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 because you don't do enough show tunes. Uh, well, I try. I'm, I'm trying to increase that. Although I, I, I will not make a crappy comedy western. I promise you that. Uh, well, I don't know. It had Neil Patrick Harris in it, so you That's know. That's the only good part of that movie. I wanted to pick Sarah Silverman as one of the leading ladies, but then again, and I wouldn't have inserted myself in the movie. Well, <laughs> no, who am I kidding? Yeah. Yes, I would have. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have put Ted in the beginning of it. That, that's like, you know, that's like taking, you know, like putting Exodus into the beginning of uh, of a Pauly Shore movie. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that, that he originally cast someone like Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds looked at the script and was like, you know what? Why don't you do this? Yeah, you, you should be the leading star in this. And he just slowly walked out of the room. It's simple. It's because Seth MacFarlane has way too much money on his hands. <laughs> yeah, and way too many people telling him, hey, whatever you do is genius. Yeah. And, and, I need, and I need someone like that. I, I need someone around to tell me, okay, you shouldn't do this. Because no matter how talented someone is, no matter how smart someone appears to be, no matter how artistic an artist is, um, 
never give him 100 per, him or her 100% creative freedom. You need that one guy there, that one creative consultant to to, you know, slap him a few times upside the head and say, "No, don't do that." Yeah, it's like Patrice O'Neill once said to a said to father, you know, you need a, a Hannah to go to your Barbera to slap you one because it reminds you that you are not bigger than your cartoons. <laughs> they are the ones that made you. And, yeah. and the second reason, well, I really can't say the second reason. That's oh yeah, not not PG. Oh okay. well, it, well, it's PG. It's just not G. It's just yeah. not, it's just not a pony. It's not Y seven as it yeah. as it were. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, guys, be sure to check out Animated James's YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Animated James. Check out all the great videos that are on there. And check out his website at animatedjames.com. And, of course, you are all over the uh, the different social networking sites. You're on Google+, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on DeviantArt, uh, you're on... You're on Google Plus again. You're on SoundCloud. I don't get SoundCloud, but hey, you know, you're Animated James. You can do whatever you want. So yep. we will see you guys once again down the road. Until we see you here again in the Bernie Spotlight, this is my check reminding you, no matter where you go in life, friendship is always magic. And who knows? You may be the next one in the Bernie Spotlight. <laughs> Golly, Miss Molly, that was a wonderful romp down memory lane. And, of course, Animated James is still doing some crazy stuff, so please head over to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Animated James. And when you get there, tell him Mike Chuck sent you. Well, anyway, we have got a fantastic block of music coming up right now by, I think, one incredible group. But before I get to that, let's talk about what's going on next week. Next week is a very special day for one certain brony in this room right now. Now, I'm assuming there are like a bajillion people in the room you're listening to the show on. So let's, let's just cut to it. It is my birthday. That's right, the old Mike Chexter. He turns a certain undisputed number that he does not wish to disclose to the fandom because it will remind him how old he is. Granted, I may not be Dusty Cat old, but... <laughs> I'm kidding, Dusty. <laughs> He's old. But anyway, uh, we're going to be doing some special stuff next weekend here on Carolot Radio, uh, a special edition of the program. And we want to make it a little bit more special by inviting you guys to record and send us your birthday wishes for Mic Check. All you got to do is record a 30-second snippet and send it to canterlotradio at gmail.com with the tagline, Happy Birthday Mic Check. And we'll be taking all every clip we get, and playing them on the program here next week. And we will have it open from now until Thursday at midnight. So you have until you have until the 10th at midnight to get your vocal wishes in. So, of course, you can also uh, you know, send us artwork. We'll feature it on our page. We just really want to get the word out that I'm getting older. I'm kidding. No, I just I want to include you guys in our celebration of birth that is mine. So get those out to us. You have until next Thursday, November 10th at midnight, and we'll be and we'll, 
and we'll be broadcasting a very special edition of Camelot Radio next Friday, the 11th, at 3 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. In the meantime, let's head over to a block of music by those super awesome ponies, the Aviators. It is actually a mixtape, if you will believe that. I don't know. Is it a mixtape? I do not know. I'm checking right here. It says mixtape. EQR2 live mixtape here on Canterlot Radio.
Wow, that was awesome. EQR2, the live mixtape by the Aviators. And that has been, I think, a great way to close our first episode back here on Character Lot Radio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and making my first show back memorable. I want to thank Animated James for being on that awesome Brony Spotlight and continuing to be a great animator and an inspiration to a lot of people in the fandom. Uh, as always, we will see you guys next week. But before we go, a brief reminder, like us on Facebook at Canterlot Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Canterlot Radio. Be sure to get your birthday wishes in for us next Thursday by midnight using the email subject line, Happy Birthday Mike Check. 30 seconds. You can go a little further. If you do a My Little Pony character voice really well or somewhat well, you are more than welcome to submit that. Please help us make this awesome episode next week even more awesome with your birthday cheer. Well, unfortunately, guys, that'll do it for this installment of Canterlot Radio. Until we see you again, this is my chick reminding you, no matter where you go in life, friendship will always be magic. Bro hoof, good night, and it's great to be back.